You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Billy, do you think uh, the king is really upset about the death of the queen? The new king? I mean, he's a king now. There there had to be part of him that was like, man, this is finally happening, huh? I I mean, mean, he's like 80. 70 some years? I mean, and he's going to hold it for a couple of years. And, And the thing about it is, everybody wants Prince William to be the king because he's so much more liked than Prince Charles or right. King Charles now. Right. He's and not he's the most here. well-liked guy in the world, you right. know, and, and I think people are like, let's get to William, which means they're like, wait a minute, that means Charles has to pass, so hold on, let's not be wishing people dead. Mike, I had no idea. You've really been thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, we, we are big fans of the crown. Why? We, we love this. Uh, I just, I don't know, we're intrigued by it all, how it all runs. And I mean, listen, you got to give her her due, 25 years old. 25 she took she took the crown i mean it's absolutely amazing and held it to for 70 years oh it's stunning it's not like she was elected every couple years she just literally had to not die it's you know what is amazing too it's it's your job and and the thing that's wild is i hear okay prince charles who was a very opinionated guy now has to basically suppress all his opinions while he's king i mean it just gives you further indication of What's the power structure of basically you don't have any, you know? I mean, it's like, okay, now you're king. Now keep your opinions to yourself. Well, right. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, that's uh, you're right. She did a tremendous job and just, she continued to breathe. Stayed alive. Look, she stayed I, alive. <laughs> I, look, I'm not going to get to 96. All right. I'm just going to say right. it now. I have unhealthy habits. It's just probably not going to happen for me. So. Right. It's impressive. I likely will. So, you know. (laughs) And and listen, and she had her wits about her just about the whole time. I mean, so it's really impressive. I mean, what's. What she's gone through and done and seen, it's 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 pretty wild. But yes, we're big royalty watchers. You know, we watched all the, you know, that's more our age. Weird group. thing to be, Mike. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I know. Well, maybe that's to do with Chris was way into it and I got kind of sucked along in there and okay. Sydney as well. You well, know, with all the royal weddings and stuff. I was just gonna ask if you like got up at like six AM oh, yeah. to watch the royal weddings and all that. So by the way, God bless football, everyone. This is not at all how I thought we would start today. But oh, I, have I started a qu- there, Bill. I have a question for you, Mike. So as our royal expert, how does this play out now? Like, I would assume there will be a grand like parade or something like to honor her, maybe like driving oh. through the streets or something. And then how long before we have like the coronation or like the public coronation? Really, the the ceremony that's going to go on for her is going to be unbelievable. The amount of dignitaries that are going to fly in from other countries, it's going to be unreal. It's going to be an unbelievable show. 
I don't know the the ramifications or or I should say the procedure of how long it's going to take. You know, they just switched prime ministers. You know, the one was ousted. They have a new one now as well. Right. Um, so Sends the breaks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how long that's I don't imagine it's going to take too long for now King Charles the third uh, to take over. I'd imagine they're going to they're going to do that pretty quickly. But her ceremony is going to be unbelievable. Do you have any games coming up? Like, what's the timeline on this? Should we reach out to DraftKings, see if maybe you could go be our correspondent over there for all I, yeah. of these things? Nice. Good I, idea, Bill. Unfortunately, I, I'm doing, I have to fly to uh, uh, Dallas. I'm doing Tampa um, Bay and, and Dallas. This, so. Well, that's fine for this week. But, you know, in a couple, maybe next week, just tell your bosses, hey, you know, the queen died. So I would love to go over there. Now, there's a couple of London games, but I'm not doing them for Westwood One. I'm doing mm. the Mexico City game uh, um, in November, but uh, I would love to be doing the London game and really go check things out. Who's doing it? Would- Pull rank. Just be like a Mike F. and Golick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kurt Warner's on the on the thing. Too, so you can't really pull rank on, on Kurt Warner. He's yeah, kind of sure a, he's kind of a kind of a big deal. He is. Yeah, yeah. they made a movie about him. I know. I was in it, by the way. I was in it and got no credit. I don't think. So. Really? What do you mean? What do you mean? You were? I saw the movie. I didn't see you in it. Then you didn't watch the entire movie. I was in it. I was interviewing him on the sideline when I was covering arena football. You did not. Oh, that's watch right. The movie. You were in you it. Didn't no. watch the movie. Yeah. I knew you didn't watch the movie. No, no. I knew you were lying he was about in this. It. He was yeah. in it. He I knew was you it. were lying about this. Billy, I owe Dick Vermeule an apology. I ripped him saying he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he is. He's a Hall I of Fame human being for how he handled Kurt Warner. I said that to you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know what, Billy? I'm going to turn the tables on you. Mike, how do you feel about Billy during this episode of God Bless Football at some point? Marcus Freeman, head coach of Notre Dame, is going to join us. I think Billy suggested to him at one point that they change the play like a champion side to play like a national semifinalist side. So, <laughs> How do you feel about that? So it doesn't shock me anything that, that you or Billy ask, which is always why I say either myself or Gojo, my son, needs to be on the shows yeah. He was when there. He, he let us. I know. He was oh, there. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know because I, I think I would do all I could to block <laughs> you from talking to anybody of Why? something because but of he the was saying, questions you asked. But hold on a second, Mike. He was saying that Mike he wanted you. to. Tr- he wanted to make the school cooler, so we were like, "Well, maybe here are certain steps." Also, if you listen long enough and you get to Ryan Day, we ask the question everybody's been wondering. Yeah. How's how's your hair so dark? Yeah, I know, I know. Things he has to answer, but these are people that Mike and myself have to deal with Us after too. they come on the show. No, no, yeah. no. They come on and you ask them ridiculous questions, and no. then you're writing a check that we got to cash later for no, when no. we I go talk to Marcus or talk to Ryan Day, and they're like, he invited hey. us. He invited us to Notre Dame. He said he'd take us to the sign and everything. He yeah. was just being nice. He wants no. nothing to do with you. He called me right after the interview and said, "Who are these yahoos? Yahoos, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Mike. I'm going up there. We're going to spend the weekend at your." house i mean how about that yeah you are going to be up here you're not spending the weekend in my house but i know you're going to be here so rude Mike. now jess is jess is coming up here as well her and her boyfriend she can spend the time at the house but you will we'll try and find you some other some other accommodations okay (laughs) mike so people around there (laughs) yesterday i was telling people don't buy in on all the all the bills hype should i backtrack on that yet wow wow i backtrack you know, it's like one of those, do you look at that game and you say, I was more impressed with the Bills or more disappointed with the Rams? I mean, to look that good right out of the gate. 
you know, so many people are picking the Bills. So many people are picking Josh Allen for MVP. And my God, did they look the part. And it could be, you know, a 60-year-old man in Von Miller that's yeah. one of the key linchpins in getting them there. Mike, I walked away from that game uh, both being impressed with the Bills, equally as impressed with the Bills, and, and had – uh, similar, you know, equal concerns for the Rams because Stafford doesn't look right. That offense uh, doesn't look like uh, look right. Cooper Cup's out there by himself. Uh, but let's just start with the Bills because that is the story. Josh Allen picked up right where he left off last year, uh, you know, in terms of that playoff game against the Chiefs. Uh, did have the two interceptions. One was not his fault. Got right, hit right. a lot, Mike, by the yeah. way. Uh, but I think we are... We're witnessing a Josh Allen who, as confident as he's been in his first few years in the league, Mike, that was like a masterful performance last night. Like, he has total control of that team, total control of that offense. He looked a bit more confident just in terms of, you know, changing the play at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. It's a guy coming into his own, Mike. He's certainly one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best quarterback. Well, without in a the doubt. NFL. Yeah. And, and his size helps him. He's like a he's incredibly mobile for 6'4, 6'5, 240 pounds. You got to give Ken Dorsey a lot of credit, the new OC yeah. and play caller. You know, Brian Dayball leaves to be the head coach of the Giants. So this was Dorsey's first time around and calling the plays. And boy, the 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 play calling looked good. The execution looked fantastic. But I'm with you on Josh Allen. You know, the one thing that everybody will worry about is the fact that he's big and he's not going to juke a lot of people. So he's going to take some hits. He ran the ball. He was a leading rusher as well. Ended up running the ball 10 times. Now, again, those aren't 10 planned runs. Sometimes he's going to take off because he knows he can. He'll throw a nice stiff arm in there like he did last night as well. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's the one worry you have. I remember his rookie year, he started running a lot at the end of the year, and it was impressive. And his second year, they were trying to say, okay, let's not run as much. But then the offense doesn't run as well. You got to kind of let him be him. You got to let him do his thing and run when he wants to run. You hold your breath a little bit because even though he's a big guy, he's still a quarterback and, and he can get nicked up. But boy, the passing side of it was incredible. For the fourth time in the last six games, they didn't punt. Yeah. I mean, my God, that's unreal. You're 9 of 10 on third down conversion. Let me just tell you, as a former defensive player, there's nothing more disheartening than not being able to get off the field. You got him in third down, you got one play, and you can get your offense back on the field. And 9 out of 10 of those times, they converted and stayed on the field. It is so disheartening as a defensive player. They shut off this Ram offense in the second half. And you're right, outside of Cooper Cup, where are they going? You know, Allen Robinson, you know, they're one of their new receivers only was targeted twice and yeah. just had one reception. And at times, Stafford looks like Stafford when you know he's going to throw one or two to the other team. Uh, he had the three picks, Mike. Are you concerned about them, or is it it's week one? It's too early well, to be I mean, concerned I, about anyone, right? I'd like to say I'm, I'm not concerned because it's week one. Um, but, you know, I, you, Stafford can concern you, right? I mean, in knowing he can turn the ball over a little bit, can they get a bit of a – they had no running game at all last night. Mm. Can they get one of those at all? Um, so I, I – I, no, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm concerned. It, it is one game. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that, uh, that they can come out of this. <laughs> is that why we saw the rush to lock in McVay maybe? A little hot seat conversation if he wouldn't have signed the extension. He was flirting with broadcasting. Now he's there. That was a bunch. That was ridiculous. Anybody that bought into Aaron Donald retiring or Sean McVay going into broadcasting, sorry, not buying it. They were both coming back. It was just right. talk, 
to get your deals, and they both got their deals. So there was never a concern to me that McVay wouldn't be there or Donald wasn't going to be there. Uh, Mike, this Bills team, because, well, combination of Josh Allen and the fact that they play in the AFC East, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, yeah. This team, I mean, right? This team is going to be a team that plays in the AFC Championship game. They're going to have 14, 15 wins. Like, yeah. I, everything we said about the Bills leading up to the regular season seems to be accurate. I know we, like, listen, the NFL is so unpredictable, and Josh Allen can get hurt in week right, two. But right. if he does not get hurt, Mike, this team is on a path to at least playing, having the opportunity to play a game to get them to the Super Bowl. It, Meaning it looked, they'll get to the AFC yeah. Championship game. It, they they look like they, they check all the boxes, right? And you're they right. Really you know, because every yeah. year we get surprise teams in there, and they were about the biggest lock of every pro, uh, prognosticator out there that, oh, yeah, they're going to be the best team in the AFC and represent in the Super Bowl. And they did look it. And for them, I know you do the whole one game at a time thing, blah, blah, blah. But you're right in that division. I mean, they're going to dominate it like the Patriots, you know, have dominated in the past that division. And, and that's exactly what you want. You want in January teams to come to Buffalo. You know, you if in, in look in the AFC, who, who could they possibly be against the other top? There's plenty of top teams we're talking about. And some are used to cold weather. But you get the Chargers coming to Buffalo, you know, in January. You know, that, that's what you're looking for. It's what home field is all about. And that's what I'm sure they have their sights set on, and they have the ability to do it, be, just what you said, because of the division they're in. Yeah. Mikey A., did we have a chance at uh, Josh Allen? Did we pass up on Josh Allen? Was that the we Sam Darnold? We took Sam Darnold. We took Sam Darnold. Darnold of course you did. You chose second in the draft. Of course you passed up on him. Third. Third. The Giants chose <laughs> second. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, yeah. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. And the Bills moved up to get Josh Allen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Getting up, moving up to get Josh Allen is proving to be as beneficial as, as Andy Reid and the Chiefs moving up to get Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Meanwhile, yeah, it is. we just sit there and take Sam Darnold. I yeah. Mean. Oh, you had Zach Wilson now, so you're good. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I feel you'll, see him in, you'll see him in week four. <laughs> Listen, Joe Flacco might be the best opening day quarterback the Jets have ever had. I'm not even joking. Super Bowl You're right. champion. Yeah. You're right. And a revenge yeah. game, right? Already? Uh, four years in the making. Yeah. Revenge game. <laughs> He's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> uh, Mike, quickly, and we'll get to our guest at Billy. I'm telling you, Billy not bleeping around. First week of God Bless Football. Yeah. Uh, help answer a question. Billy thinks that Super Bowl week is better than week one in the NFL. I say no. What says you? Well, I mean, I like Super Bowl week better because I don't I don't have a, a team that I cheer for. I think opening weekend is better overall for the fans because every fan is involved. By the right. time you get to the Super Bowl, you're down to two teams. It's kind of like why the draft is so popular. Every team is involved. So for me, I like the Super Bowl week because, you know, it's the two best teams when we're getting to the biggest game, something every player strives for. But for the fans, I completely think it's it's week one because this is a sport in football outside of baseball where it happens occasionally, hockey or basketball, where you can get a losing record team in the Super Bowl the next year. So you truly, as a fan, unless maybe you're a Jet fan, can have hope every single year unless you're a Jet fan, yeah. um, that that you can turn it around, that you had a bad – we know four or five teams that didn't make the playoffs last year are going to make the playoffs. So I think opening day for the fans is, is more exciting than the Super Bowl, especially when the Super Bowl comes around and your team's not in it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. That's the thing they don't get, Mike. I was trying to explain. Analysts like us, we don't have rooting interest. We just call it down the middle. We're fans of the game. So for us, it's like this is the culmination of a great season. We're going to see who's crowned the champion. We're like Stugatz and Mike Yeh. They're like, oh, the Jets. How are we they going to do? Oh, Mike White, you know, like all that stuff. Can I go back to a quick thing? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Analysts like us? Yeah. What? So what X's you're doing is you're putting yourself in the, guys in the, the category same. with I mean, me. The, guard, like, the, the Guardian ranked him as the fourth biggest, best fifth, NFL fifth. insider. Fifth, what fifth, happened? Yeah. It was fifth. It was fifth. Don't was oversell fifth. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was the fifth best uh, NFL insider in the business, Mike. Yeah. David Sampson was ninth, by the way. Wow. Wow. I, I I don't even know where to go with that. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what to do. I don't well, know how to. How to yeah. He's, he's, so he's better take at their comments, put it in print. Can't tell who said it. Which one of you? Don't know. So, Mike, when you watch like on Sundays, you never like, I would assume you like to see the Eagles do well, right? You know, somebody just asked me that. Do you root oh, for your former you. team? And, you know, I, I don't, I don't, nobody is there anymore that was there when I was there, obviously, certainly from a player standpoint, not even upstairs. Um, but you do lean a little bit toward if you know if you really don't have a horse in the race kind of oh, yeah I played there I loved the city I loved the fans there hardcore for sure but very passionate so there's a little bit I think that's true where I may lean toward them yeah I would say the biggest one for me is Notre Dame you know rooting yeah. for them we but- didn't notice. No, not at all. But I, but I would definitely whispers. lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just whispers of everything around me that says Notre Dame on it. <laughs> uh, Billy, before he's so mad at us right now, Mike. What game do you have this weekend? Um, it's Sunday night. You have a game. Do you have the uh, Tampa Bay Dallas game? I have Tampa Bay Dallas. I'm going to wow. be doing all the Sunday night games, wow. save for. One of them will be the Monday night game in Mexico City, uh, Arizona, and San Fran. I'll be doing that game uh, as well. But for the most part, Sunday night. So, yeah, I'm heading out to Dallas soon um, nice. for that game. Yeah, it should be, a, should be a good one. Certainly no drama whenever you're talking about the Cowboys or Tampa Bay. should be right. fun. Are you going to be poking around? Do a little poking around. So, you know, because this is what Billy would do as the fifth best insider in the NFL. Yeah. A little poking yeah. around the Brady mm-hmm. situation, if you don't mind, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pin him down. We'll have Respectfully. We'll have yeah. a one-on-one respectfully. Is that yeah, how no. you do it? Yeah, don't cross. Yeah, because people are starting to, you know, gossip about marital situations. That's yeah. none of our business. That's Just tough. I, I agree. I find agree. out if he's on the mass Singer or not, you know. Yeah. The marriage stuff, who cares? That's the big thing because it was that or, or the Bahamas or the marriage thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't want to get involved in that. No. Exactly. Uh, Mike, quickly, just on the college front, Alabama, yeah. Texas. Your th- it's really the big game of the weekend. Just your thoughts on on – there's no way Texas wins no. that game, right? Alabama too good? No. I, I, That's all I you think, had to say. I think this is another one like Georgia and Oregon where you right. have two big-time teams facing off against one another, but I think it's, it's going to be a landslide of Alabama's way. I, I don't see this being too competitive. Let me just say, Texas is not back just yet. No, but they're getting there. Arch is coming. Give Arch is coming. It's exactly <laughs> Quinn Ewers will have to transfer somewhere else again, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Billy, who are we going to first? First off, do we have a uh, – this is a big – the first episode of God Bless Football for this football season. So, uh, Mike – uh, Mike, thank you for being a part of it. You won't hear Mike the rest of the way here. I mean, we did a lot of oh, work. Maybe you will. Mike you never busy. know. He, he had a busy week. We had Mike Golick Jr. join us for some stuff. We right. had Smetty join us. Yep. Mike Golick Sr. will be on a lot of stuff moving forward. Yeah, he just right. had a very busy week. Yeah, but if you want to know what he was doing, Billy, to be honest with you, Mike, tell him the story about me talking to you while you were in a casino. I mean, yeah. Stu and I had a long talk while I was in a casino. He threw mm. me off. I lost about 800 
800 bucks because of him. Um, you know, now, Billy, he, when I started talking to Mike, he was swaggering. He was cocky. He was confident. He was like, hey, I'm up 300 bucks. I hear all these machines in the background. I go, Mike, are you in an arcade? I have arcade. He goes, he goes <laughs> what, you have me playing I'm skee-ball? 59-year-old <laughs> man. He goes, are you in an arcade? I'm like, what are you do Arcade? <laughs> Now listen, arcade. Billy loves ski ball though, I'll tell I you. I get that. it. And yeah. and maybe maybe an arcade is a kid's version of a casino. Right? So may, yes. may, maybe that, but arcade, that was hilarious. Yes. And then so Billy, he's up three hundred, you know, he's confident. Then I get a text a couple of hours later, lost eight hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 You threw me off. You have to be in a mental the cooler. State to be in a casino. Yeah. <laughs> I, am the, I am the cooler. The big uh, news Billy, there, by the way, though, is we're a couple months away from the big six oh. What are we gonna do? Oh yeah, that's right. Party I'm, at your I'm, house, I'm, South Bend. I'm not into. I'm mm. not into the to birthday surprise parties. party. Just, just give me some oh, yes. cake. Let me yes. have some cake and some alcohol, and I'll be good to go. All right, uh, dude, Billy. coming out of the cake. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyways, big episode this week, Mike. Oh, and if you want, you can compete against us in, in DraftKings Daily Fantasy. Speaking of to, gambling, yeah, go to dkng.co/levitard. It's a three dollar buy, and you can win some money. And Mike. Just for you, for your 60th birthday, the first guest on this week's episode of God Bless Football, your coach, Marcus Freeman, is going to join us. Then later, we're going to talk to the winner of that game, which is Ryan Day. We're also going to talk to Jalen Hurts from your former team, your favorite team, the Eagles that you mentioned. Chris Sims is going to join us. We have a new edition of Stu Yagats, where Stu Gatz is going to make all his predictions for the week. Then later on, we're going to talk to Chris Kronkowski, Mojo, K-Funk, Jabba Chamberlain, and they're going to bring a surprise guest. Jess is going to be on with us today. And your son, Mike Golick Jr., will be here, wow. too. Wow. It's a party yes. this week. Yes. Holy smokes. You guys are coming out of the gate strong. Yes. yes We're we setting are. up a foundation for disappointment next week, week two. Well, yeah. I mean, b- build it high and then never be able to achieve it again. And make sure at least me or my son is around when you have a serious guest on so you don't screw it up for us. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll get you for Mojo uh, next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> to Marcus Freeman. He's the Notre Dame head coach. Billy's going to ask to change the sign from play oh. like a champion to play like a national semifinalist, and I totally agree with him. Assholes. Coach, I am wondering, do the Golic stroll around that place like they still own it? Like, is uh, absolutely. Senior riding around that golf cart like he owns the joints? Absolutely. They sure do. And nobody <laughs> says anything to him around here. Look, they they do they go wherever they want. That is true. We did get to sample the great candy set up in Marcus's office in the uh, in his main coach's what? office there. His wife puts out a phenomenal – you're correct me if I'm wrong, Coach. Your wife is the one that picked out all the candy in there? Yeah, she did, but – you know, I had a little bit of influence on the Starburst. Like, I'm not a huge yellow and orange Starburst guy. Oh, yeah, get rid of those. Your favorite reds guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like to mix reds. like the uh, the red and the pink together. I like to mix those two together, right? Exactly. So now you can you can get them from the store where it's just the red, pink. It's like the fave reds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you get yeah. the tropical punch one. Oh, yeah. it's delicious. Exactly right. <laughs> I had some this morning. Wait, tell us about this setup. So, what else is there? Like, give us the other candies that are there. Well. The other, so I got Jolly Ranchers, I got Starburst with just the reds, and then it's these, it's, I call it rich people candy. It's, I don't know what they're called. What are they called? Truffles or 
Right. Oh, the lint, the lint truffles. Yeah, those yes. are. Rich. I said those are rich, rich people. Well, Mark, well, how do you know you're one of those rich? Yeah, people you're rich now. now. Are you not aware? <laughs> no, I don't think that way. You know, I still <laughs> call it our candy. Stugatz, you would know this if you listened to Golik and Smetty. By the way, we we went over the candy dish a few months ago, right, Marcus? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You didn't like you. What what didn't you like? Starburst. I hate Starburst. I don't like Jolly Rancher either. I'm a chocolate person. I'll eat okay. any piece of chocolate. My boyfriend makes fun of me because after every meal, I tell him I have to wash it down with a piece of chocolate. And he's like, yeah. you're a 70 year old man. And I'm like, oh, so the rich people chocolate is perfect for you. Yeah, right. there you yes. go. <laughs> you saw the way she lit up when you asked about it. She knew the name right oh, away. Oh, I love a truffle. <laughs> uh, Marcus, I'm wondering, even even in defeat against um, against Ohio State, what I'm, I'm wondering, like, how did it feel? Like, this has been a long time coming for you being the head coach at Notre Dame the first game and so I'm just wondering like was there a moment where you know right before kickoff before the game during the game where it's like oh man I'm the head coach at Notre Dame I'm in charge of this entire damn thing yeah I, I don't know if there was actually a moment you know maybe right before we ran on on the field you know you talk about your adrenaline rush and, and it's the same thing I remember being a player like before you took the field, you just had those, you know, those rumbles and rumbles in your stomach. You've got the adrenaline. You're ready to roll. And then uh, once you kind of go out there, it's, you just go. You're just in your element. But I think right there as we came out of the tunnel and we were waiting for Ohio State to run on the field. And, you know, I kind of took a moment to look around and said, OK, it's real. Let's go. You know, <laughs> did you get emotional? No, no, no. I did. You know, what? I went back in 2019 when I was at Cincinnati and uh I remember coming out a little bit early that game. I was just a defense coordinator, and and I kind of watched the band. I'm like, man, that di- that time I kind of looked around. I was like, okay, I got a little emotional. Like, this is different. I've never been here on the visitor side, but it was all business on Saturday. I know you're not on social media nearly as much as all of us, um, but what what do you make of the fact that for the first time in a while, it seems like people who don't normally like Notre Dame are starting to come around to the idea of Notre Dame because you are a very likable head coach. Well, I hope it helps with with recruiting. I, I told I told our guys earlier. I said, "Hey, did anybody watch the TV copy?" And one of the recruiting guys who wasn't at the game said, "I did." I said, "Did it at least make Notre Dame look cool? Like, if you're a recruit, do you want to come to Notre Dame?" He was like, "Coach, I want to come play for you." I said, "Okay, that made me feel better, you know." And so, as long as we make Notre Dame attractable, that's what I want. Well, what's the least cool thing about Notre Dame? Like, what are the things we need to clean up to make it look cooler? <laughs> That's a great question. Mm. It's 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 perception, you know. It's perception of old and boring, and you know we have to make it um, where it's actually attractable, you know. And and but but to me, it's the ability to explain what those perceptions of of being old and boring really do for you, like the Notre Dame network, the education, and what this place even more than football does for you because that ultimately as you go throughout life is what what is attractable right is when you're able to use your degree and have a good job and and make some good money you know that to me is what what everybody aspires to do well some coaches have taken to doing dancing with some recruits with like one of those 360 cameras going around them is that something you think maybe would attract more people to notre dame or hey if it would help get a recruit i'll do whatever you know there's one thing you'll learn about me is if it helps with the recruiting and it helps get players to notre dame i'm all in four star or better though <laughs> no doubt listen three not if it's lower than a four star oh no no 
(laughs) (laughs) The standard is the standard now around there. (laughs) Coach, coming off that game with with all the emotion and everything and then watching it actually play out the way it did, a lot of people had opinions on and always offer them on. Notre Dame in the big game scenario – Usually it's at the end of the season, though. You guys played one of the biggest games of the season week one right out of there. So what is your message to the team going to be coming off that? What do you think you got out of this game that you can build off of as a team? Well, we met as a team as a team yesterday, and, um, you know, I explained to them that it wasn't their effort. Um, I loved the way they prepared. I thought they were prepared. It was just the execution when it mattered the most. And there's plays all over the game that we wish we could have back. But when it mattered the most late in the game, um, we didn't execute the way we we should. And when you play a great team like Ohio State, what happens is they score 14 points in the game and we score zero. And, and all of a sudden you go from being up three points to losing 21 to 10. And so the message is this has to be the floor. And that's what I told him yesterday. This is the foundation of what this 22 team is going to be about. That, to me, is what we have to build upon. And if we continue to do that and we continue to get better from that game and that performance, we're going to have a pretty good team. What did you walk away from feeling good about as it relates to your team? Like, were there, like the defense played great. Your guys didn't cave in in a big spot against a really good team. What are some of the things you felt good about, even in defeat, walking away from that game? You know, I think, as you said, there was moments both sides of the ball showed that, listen, we can play with the best team in the country. And if we come out and we execute some of those, when you go back and watch them on Sunday, you say, oh, some of those ah moments were only if we did this, right? Only if we would have done this. If we learn to execute during those times, we have a, a team that can play with anybody in the country, no matter what the rank is, no matter who they are. And so I love the grit. I love the the physicality we played with. We, we played a physical, tough game. Um, I love the, the the play of our quarterback. We, I came out of that game saying, you know what, we have a quarterback that can can make good decisions. That's going to be the future of our program. And, uh, you know, for him to have his first start in, in Ohio Stadium and not a hostile environment, um, I was really pleased with, with some of his decision making. There's a lot of room to grow and I can go on and on about the growth, but I was pleased with the effort, the physicality and where we are, where we can move forward from here. Do you think there's any component of uh, what you envision Notre Dame's identity on the field to be this season that you weren't really able to put on display because you were playing such a high caliber opponent in week one? Yeah, I mean, you. I think you will see um, an offense that's more versatile. I, and, I, and I've talked to Coach Reese about this um, in length in that he's showed the ultimate display of a teammate. And that's what he did on Saturday when I walked into his office weeks ago and I said, this has to be the plan. We have to make sure we control the ball and we limit Ohio State's offense to 12 possessions or less. And we did. And we we limit them to 11 possessions because I believed that was going to be a key for us to win. And if you looked at every game Ohio State has lost, um, really, I think since 2019 or 18, I can't remember what year it was. They had 12 because they were below their normal average of possessions. And so I knew that had to be a key for us. And so there was times I'm sure Tommy wanted to throw it or Tommy wanted to do some different things. I said, we have to run the ball and we have to continue to get this clock going. And he did it. And listen, he took more blame than anybody. And that's who Tommy Reese is. But I told him, you displayed more to me about who you are as a teammate to this staff and, and, and what you view as what's important for this program and anything. And so I believe in the future you'll see an offense that kind of continues to do this because we have a, a plenty of talent. Tommy Reese is an unbelievable mind. But for that game, we needed them to kind of just hone in on the package on what we were trying to do and uh, be able to run the ball at times. And even if we didn't get many yards, you know what, we needed that clock to run. You know what, I'll, I'll say it. 
Tommy Reese has been taking undeserved shit from this fan base for a long time, both as a player oh, and a Jesus. coach. So if wow. anyone's used Jesus. to it, it's, I mean, it was, listen, Tommy as a player had to deal yeah. with this all the time for people in this fan base. I love Notre Dame fans, but at some point, I'm going to take up from my guy. Wow. It was Gojo, yes, Marcus then. Freeman was, was doing a great job of making me. No, 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 Gojo, hold ridiculous. on a second. No, he, Marcus Freeman was doing a great job of making me actually like Notre Dame for a minute, and you just <laughs> undid everything that he did. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he's hey, right, You though. and your defense of Tommy Reese. What's the matter with you? Mm. Listen, he, coach, coach just said it. Tommy Reese went out there and executed the game plan that they needed. All he has done um, as a coach has showed us that he could morph mm, offenses mm, to whatever personnel has mm, been out there, and you still get people that are barking up the wrong tree. And I was just, I was just sick of it. Again, I love Notre Dame fans, but calm down. Is, that is a teammate right there. The passion he has for defending his former quarterback. That uh, is a no. teammate right there. I love it. No, man. you were doing a tremendous job. Like, <laughs> I've never liked Notre Dame a day in my life, and I was starting to like him until Gojo went on a Tommy Reese rant. Hey, Gojo, let me handle this from now on, all right? Let me handle yeah. this. <laughs> Coach, 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 Coach can see himself losing recruits in South Beach now because of what I said with Stu Gotts there. He's like, hey, dial, dial it back a little bit. Love the passion. Dial it back. Uh, coach i am wondering it's impossible not to notice i have to ask you i don't know if you checked it out if you're looking across the opposing sideline but i have to ask you this question okay like if you had to be right okay your life depended on your answer being right Mm. okay do you think ryan day dyes his hair well (laughs) you shook his hand after i mean you shook his hand you got an up close look i have to we're friends now i'm part of the notre dame family i'm coming to a game with gojo (laughs) hopefully you have sideline passes for me good jeans are good docs yeah no listen man i would not do you know what i've gotten to know ryan day pretty well um you know i would i'm not pleading the fifth i'm gonna say no yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. What about uh, just the beard? Coach. What about just the beard, though? Now yeah. that it, he's got a strong beard again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Coach>. <laughs> that's, that's, that's enhanced in certain ways, but it is strong. I tell you that he's got a strong beard again. Yeah. <laughs> Billy is outraged I right now. I saw him in a restaurant in Vegas eating breakfast. I resisted the urge to go over there and say anything about what I thought the outcome of the game was going to be. I took the high road on that one. Notre Dame, man, it's what we do. But I went over and I did see just close enough. That beard is real. There's no dye in really? that thing. Is That's impossible. Us. Come on. Yeah, a little Sharpie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a couple people in this Zoom that need to go to confession after this. <laughs> Marcus Freeman is with us, head coach at Notre Dame. Uh, that feeling we talked about right before the Ohio State game that you had, I'm assuming you'll have similar feelings, if not more, uh, before you coach your first home game, right, coming up this week? Oh yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be surreal for sure. I've run out of that tunnel a couple times, right? I've run out of it as a defensive coordinator. I've run out of it, um, in the spring game, but to run out of the the tunnel as the head coach at Notre Dame with this football team is it's going to be obviously one that you remember for the rest of your life. So I'm excited for it. the first real one um, chance to lead this team out in Notre Dame Stadium is going to be one to remember. I saw on the uh, Fighting Irish Twitter account that they're handing out Marcus Freeman commemorative cups for your first game. How many of those are you going to collect for your home? <laughs> Wait, Coach, why are you shaking your head? What's the matter? <laughs> I mean, I saw somebody show me a picture of, I mean, who wants a cup? I mean, I, I try to tell these people, make this thing about Notre Dame football. And the first thing I see is a cup with my face on it for the first mm. game. <laughs> I, I wasn't too happy about that, but. Listen, I, there's some things I just I'm, I'm not going. There's some battles I'm not going to fight, and I let them do it for that one. But no, those cups will not be in the Freeman household. I hmm. What if it was like a candy dish? Um, 
Yeah. Or bobblehead. Well, that would be bad decoration for the office. Coach, I had an idea. You were saying you wanted to get rid of some things to make Notre Dame not seem so lame and cooler. Yeah. What you got? Okay. What if? That's a fine bill. And hear me out here. Cool. What if we get rid of the fight like a champion today sign? Or well, play like a champion. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah that wow. Thing. Yeah. What do you think? Have you ever touched that? Have you ever been there? Well, no. when I, I'm when going I play, to when yeah. when yeah when I come to a game with Gojo and Smuddy and yeah yeah well well you'll you'll see it and you'll you listen you'll appreciate it you know what I mean I, I listen I watch Rudy like the rest of us yeah. and before I before I got here I probably thought it was old and boring too but that thing listen when you get the chance to see that in person you'll realize that's one of the things that makes this place cool you just got to get it you got to get here and you got to see it you got to be a part of it you know but I doubt something I promise you'll leave here and say okay I get it that's pretty cool. Coach, important follow-up to the sign portion because, and Stu Gott, since you guys aren't familiar with this, I'll paint the picture. When you walk down the tunnel there, obviously there's the you know sign at the bottom, the play like a champion today sign. Above it is a sign with the records and years of all the national champions at Notre Dame. And right to the right, before you walk down the stairs, there's the Notre Dame leprechaun sign there that says Fighting Irish on it also. And usually going down the stairs before the game, it's like having a handshake with someone else in line. Everyone's kind of got their own little routine with that their own little routine. I was a two-fist guy when I got to the bottom for the play like mm. a champion sign. Yeah. I was a bump-bump slide guy on the Fighting Irish sign up on the top. So, Coach, have you figured out what your home game routine is going to be yet for the signs? Because I feel like that's pretty important. Yeah, so when I got here, right, I was one of those guys who are like, man, what is all this, you know, stupidity? About yeah. the, the Nonsense sign, is right? corniness, yeah. You know, then I started seeing everybody do all these these handshakes and touching it and doing it in specific ways. And um, I didn't want to cave into that. I said, you know what, I'm going to be the guy that just touches sign. But I always touch the same place. I touch the O where it says today. You should touch the O in champion, coach, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be a champion unless you start today. That's mm. right. I all touch right. the O. Well, that's what I do every time. But I don't have the same thing that, that Go, uh, Golik has and some of those other guys, man. I'm like, you guys spend too much time on that. Wait, Golik, would you ever go out and not touch the sign? Like, what if a player doesn't touch the sign? Does anything happen? What happens? Uh, you don't. You don't even – honestly, Stugatz, no one's ever had to even think about that because right. you just touch yeah, the sign. Yeah, why would you do that? What if why you forget? You? Do you go What back? if you don't feel like playing like a champion today? Yeah. Like, yeah. Then you happens? don't belong at Notre Dame. Yeah, they're in the wrong place. <laughs> Wow. Gats, when I was little, my dad hung a plea like a champion today sign like in the over the staircase to our basement. And every single time I walked down the stairs, I tapped it. Right. And I was I didn't even play football. You That's just right. got to tap the signs to God's. Notre Lame. <laughs> mm. Wow. Oh, Rudy was offside. Uh, no, but he's trying to make it cool. Like he's trying to yeah. make it cooler and hipper. And you don't do that with Rudy and the play like a champion today. <laughs> Stugatz, I'm telling you that sign. When you get when you get a chance to come down here yeah. and we take you down through the tunnel, mm, I promise I, you're gonna understand it. It's just one of those things you got experience. No, but if, like honestly, like the sign should say "Play like a college football playoff semifinalist today" because like we're <laughs> far from the champion right now. Wow! And so now he's trying to bash. Now you're trying to bash a little bit. Now you're doing a little bit too much for me, Coach. I got to be honest. You have done a tremendous job. I want to play for you. Yeah, I want to root for you. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm really conflicted now. Like the Golics couldn't the Golics didn't do anything compared to what you're doing right now. Okay. I want to become a Notre Dame fan. So uh, if I come to a game, can I be like an honorary fan? Like how does this Absolutely. work? Absolutely. We're gonna yes? take a sign. We're gonna take a picture with you by the play like a champion sign. All right. Yes. And that's for sure. We're gonna have to do that. But yes. 
Spend 24 hours here. You'll leave here saying, okay, this is a place I would have loved to go. That's all we needed, 24 hours. So my daughter committed to Northwestern. They're playing Notre Dame in October. I will be there for 24 hours. Are you telling me that in those 24 hours, you will convince me? That's all I need. Just spend 24 hours. I will walk out of there being a Notre Dame fan. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I'm trying to have you committed by the time you leave. (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll skip touchdown Jesus, you guys. We'll just go straight to first down Moses. Okay. I mean, geez, a lot of things to, uh, I mean, just play Again, football. How's that it's sound? Gonna, it's <laughs> going to be part of your, Stu Gatz, it's going to be part of your tour. We're going to have the graphic made by the digital media department when you commit to Notre Dame. It's going to be perfect. I can't wait. This is amazing. And sideline passes, of course, Coach. Can I call play? Well, I, I just want to see how far I can take this. Yeah, well, let's, let's stop right there with sideline pass. We'll get to sideline <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach, good luck uh, against Cal and good luck the rest of the season uh you shouldn't have any trouble recruiting man i think you kind of you kind of recruit yourself in the school the school sort of helps but uh you do a pretty good pretty damn good job man no doubt man well thanks for having me on the show this was fun it's good to see you we'll see you guys when you're on campus very exciting jalen hurt starting quarterback for the philadelphia eagles with us here on god bless football he is with us on behalf of champ sports they are gearing up to launch a new collection for the retailer's in-house line called Field Day on September 21st. In fact, let's start right there, Jalen. Why don't you tell us uh, how you got connected with Champ Sports, what you're doing with Champ Sports. Tell everyone about it. Yeah, um, Champs has has obviously been a very influential brand for me for a long time. Um, As a kid, every time, you know, it's time to go shoe shopping. We go to Champs, go find a new pair of shoes, go find some gear. It's just kind of been a part of my childhood, you know, going to the mall, it was all up, always a place to go. Just trying to bring that to life for, for all the other kids now coming up in these days, you know what I mean? So it's been a, it's been a great partnership. Well, I'm going to try to do this a little bit differently and try to have some fun with you, okay? Uh, and let people, you know, get to know the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going to do some fill in the blanks, true and false, and we got a little game for you at the end, okay? Let's see what you got. Jalen Hurts' irrational fear is blank. I'm afraid of frogs. Mike Trout said he's afraid of snakes. That's not terribly irrational. Do you have an irrational fear? Not a swimmer. Not a swimmer. You don't like swimming. Okay. I don't like I don't like getting in um, big bodies of water. The ocean scares you. Not knowing what's in that ocean scares the shit out of you, doesn't it? Rather not put myself in that position, you know. <laughs> the song Jalen Hurts will sing out loud every time he hears it is blank. Probably a Frankie Beverly song, Anita Baker song, Golden Time of Day by Frankie Beverly. You mentioned Anita Baker. Anita Baker was on The Mass Singer a couple seasons ago. Did you see the rumors that Tom Brady just disappeared for 11 days to be on The Mass Singer? Yeah, I heard about it. People had a lot of time on their hands, so <laughs> I guess that's what it was. Brady shouldn't have to practice anymore, right, Jalen? Like, he, he doesn't need to do that, right? None of my business. I don't really speak on <laughs> What's a skill or a hobby that would surprise us about Jalen Hurts? I can grill, cook, boil really good crawfish, seafood, uh, fry some good chicken. What's your go-to uh, meal? I, like, what's the best I, thing you I can, can make? When a dog, I know I can. Um, I can throw some chicken on the grill. That's that's pretty simple fix. Boil some crawfish when it's crawfish season. I, I don't make anything that tastes bad. Jalen Hurts with us on behalf of Champ Sports. The best college football coach in the country is blank. Coach Saban. I think Coach Saban, what he's done continuously throughout the years, I think that's a no-brainer, you know. And I feel like there are a lot of coaches out there that model what they do after 
what he's done, and obviously everything comes from somewhere. I think he's he's, he's well respected, and he's been so consistent, just producing, producing, and winning championships, conference championships, national championships. So everybody has a lot of respect for him. In a weird game where Jalen Hurts wins $100 million because he tells the best Nick Saban story, the best story you would tell that you can tell uh, would be blank. Um, it's very funny. You know, he's, he's a funny guy. He's kind of laid back with it. People may not think he's being funny in the moment, or they may think he's actually being, you know, locked in, tense, serious in the moment. But if you did the things you're supposed to do, you know, you, you followed his process and you bought into what he was saying, like, he really acted like one of the guys, you know what I mean? So we, we had a, we had a, a number of uh, fun times out there on the lake. You know, not not so much a joke, but it's just funny thinking about how we go. He had this big old, um, I think it's called water rafting or something. I don't know. I don't mess with the water. Well, yeah. How does how does that work? Like Nick Saban invites you to his house to go out on the lake, but you don't like the water. So what do you do? Do you say, no, thanks, coach? Or you just kind of have to suck it up and go? I stay on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had this boat, he'll drive this boat and then uh basically like players rotate coming, you know what I'm saying, doing the water rafting basically. So he like dragons, you know, and um, it's just funny saying like <laughs> he thought that was so funny, you know what I mean? He he, he is he, he there trying so funny, but it, he was loose. He was loose. You know, is he, he trying to loose. flip you guys? Like he's trying to throw you guys off the raft? No question. No question. He's trying to <laughs> trying to make us fall. He's trying to test us. So, I, Billy, I love the vision of Saban trying to flip Derrick Henry. <laughs> and no, injure injure his own players just so that he can kind of laugh at it. Yeah. It's all right. He's got backups who are better than those guys. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like you guys see a very different Saban because, like, the rumor is that, like, Nick Saban, you're saying he likes to joke around, like. One of his favorite things to do is have these nuts jokes. And like, if you see him from the outside, you're like, no, this is just like the serious old man. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely, I know, I know everybody knows about those jokes. He's definitely um, done them. It's, it kind of got played out for real. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it's funny that he, he keeps on telling them and he keeps on trying. It's, it's like, it's, you can't help but laugh at it. You know what I mean? Does he jump on the raft with you guys? Like, will he allow someone else to drive the boat while he's on the raft? And if so, do you guys try to flip him over? Nah, we wouldn't do that. He's <laughs> not crazy enough. We're based down in Miami. We're a Miami-based show. We're national, but a Miami-based show. And so I am wondering, as someone who knows Tua very well, who played alongside Tua, try to make Dolphin fans feel good. Tua's ceiling as an NFL quarterback is blank. I'll just say this, you know, I, I said it last week, just talking about um, the joint practices we had. I think two will do great things. You know, he, he has a ton of ability. He's always had ability. Um, he has a great team team around him, too. So um, I wish him nothing but the best. The Eagles will win the NFC East, true or false? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, a little game called Jalen or Jay Lout. Okay, so Jalen, you're in. Jay Lout, you're you. No, you're not a fan of. Okay, ties in the NFL. Jalen or Jay Lout? Oh no. Yeah, yeah, you're out on that. Of course, yeah. you, you play a game. You don't want it to end in a tie. What the hell is play, that? Play to play to win. Right, right or lose. Right, exactly. Uh, running up the score, Jalen, Jay Lout. <laughs> That's a little personal right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, respect the game, you know. Respect the game, respect the opponent within a reason. 
Yeah, but you got to pad those stats a little bit. You know what I mean, Jalen? Like you saw what Kyler Murray got and Russell Wilson got. Like you got you keep it, keep healthy and keep padding those stats. And you're, I mean, you don't need to answer this to guys' $100 million hypothetical questions because you're going to get like three. <laughs> it always handed itself out, man. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no pressure. Uh, peeing in the pool, Jalen or Jail out? That's so nasty. <laughs> can't, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Don't go swimming at Stugatz's. Like, uh, uh, another reason why I stay away from the water. There you go. Right. There's too much urine you in never, it. You but. never know what people are doing in the pool, but. How about the shower? You, know. you in or out on that? <laughs> I mean, Jalen, you got the toilet, the toilet for. The water's you running for a reason. Exactly. You got a toilet for a reason. You well, know, no, you got a shower for a reason, too. Uh, Jalen, you've been great, man. Good luck this season. Tell us one more time, what, because what you're doing with Champs is fantastic. Uh, so tell us again what you're doing with Champs Sports on the way out here. Yeah, man, we're just bringing more attention to the um, to the new line that's dropping. They're doing so many great things. And for me, um, I'm, I've always been big on service, trying to impact the youth in which, any way I can. And I know they've been a great help in that throughout my service in the community of Philly and, and across um, the country soon to be. So there's great things coming for Chumps. All right, man. Listen, you're not going to say it, but I will. The Eagles are going to win the NFC East in large part because of you. Okay. <laughs> I like your energy. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jalen. Good luck this year. Uh, keep up the great work, both with the Eagles and with champ sports. We appreciate your time, man. I got you. Hey, and um, I'm about to go watch my high school play. So, I give a little shout-out on the podcast, the Channel View Falcons. They started off – we lost last week, but hopefully we, we get it done tonight. So Go play for them. Just sneak sneak out there. Who's yeah, going to say anything? See if you can sneak in there. Like put a high school yeah, jersey yeah. on and go play quarterback. <laughs> this is a bye week for me. I may need some extra reps. So exactly. I'm stuff on. <laughs> you would dominate a high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys, you would. Hey, Jail, it's Texas. It's it's That's Texas. true. Texas high school football. You, you seen a, I've seen a lot of things, you know. Right. Oh, nothing would make us happier than you playing quarterback for your high school. <laughs> <laughs> nothing would make joking. them happier either. I'm just joking. joking. Jalen, good luck this year. Right, Appreciate you. It is time for this week's edition of Stu You Got's Week One in the NFL. Football is back. All lines courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's start with the college games on Saturday. We start in Coral Gables. Not really. Miami Gardens. It's 45 minutes away. It's weird. Uh, But the Canes are back. I mean, Mike Ryan tells me the Miami Hurricanes picked up the assistant coach of the year in the offseason. If the U is back, they will beat Southern Miss by 42 points at home. They are minus 24 and a half. I have the Canes winning by 42 points. That's right. Six touchdowns. The big game of the weekend, Alabama at Texas. What a great matchup. Classic, classic teams here. Uh, I have Texas not winning the game. I have Bama winning the game, Texas covering the spread. Alabama wins it by 17. Little SEC matchup, Arkansas minus eight at home against South Carolina. Not buying the Gamecocks. I'm sorry, Arkansas wins the game by 14 points. The Pitt Panthers at home plus six and a half, taking on Tennessee, the Vols. How about that? Pitt is ranked, and they're getting six and a half at home. 
I'll take the Panthers. Panthers win outright. They win the game by a field goal. Florida might have the best quarterback in the country. Could win the Heisman Trophy. They had a big victory last week against Utah. They're taking on Kentucky. Kentucky is sneaky good. But this game's being played at the Swamp. I love the Gators. The Florida Gators win. By seven points, they cover the spread. USC, minus eight and a half at Stanford. Little Saturday night in Stanford, Northern California. USC, they've either lost or haven't covered three of the last four trips to Stanford. But this is a different USC team. This is Lincoln Riley's USC team. He loves offense. He loves running up the score. And USC wins by 17 points. BYU minus four at home against Baylor. If this game was played at Baylor, I'd take Baylor. It's not. It's being played in Provo. And very few, if any, teams stroll into Provo on a Saturday night and come out alive, let alone win a football game. I have BYU, big game here, and I have BYU winning the game by seven points. We go to the NFL week one. I am so excited. I have the Bears plus seven at home against the 49ers. 49ers win the game. Bears cover. 49ers win by a field goal. The Bengals minus six and a half. They're taking on the Steelers. I have the Bengals winning by two tutties. Philadelphia. I love this team. They're at Detroit. I love Dan Campbell. Philadelphia's minus four. The Eagles win by 10 points. The Dolphins at home, minus three against the Patriots. I'm not buying Mac Jones. I'm not buying the Patriots. I am big time buying Tua and the Dolphins. I think they're going to be good. Plus, it's going to be 1,000 degrees down here. I have the Dolphins winning by seven points at home. Revenge game, Carolina, Baker Mayfield, minus one and a half. Take it on the Browns. No Deshaun Watson. We should never see him play football again. We digress. Carolina wins the game by seven points at home against the Browns. The Chiefs, only because Tyreek Hill said that Patrick Mahomes was not as good as Tua, I believe the Chiefs are going to run rough shot across the NFL. This is a tough game, but the Chiefs by 14 at Arizona. Kyler Murray too busy playing video games. Uh, how about that? The Bucks, because everyone's saying Tom Brady, 11 days off. That's not the Tom Brady we know. He's usually locked in. He cares about the team. He cares about the process. Don't do it. I care about you. Brady's going to show you it doesn't matter. None of it. He just needs to show up Sundays. The Bucks beat the Cowboys by seven points in Dallas. Jerry Jones fires Mike McCarthy. And I've never done this before. An over-under. Packers. Little, little side. Listen. I'm just sneaking in a little last pick here. I'm doing it for you, all right? The over-under Packers-Vikings is 47. Way over. Those are the picks this week. Good luck, everyone. Sims, are you uh, are you fired up for Texas-Alabama this week? I mean, I am. You know that. Like for Alabama, right? <laughs> well, no, no. Not. I, I'm, I love the, uh, the traditional old-school matchups, right? I, I mean, I am that way. I don't think we're like in their class yet. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. there yet. They're, we're like in the process of rebuilding, but it'll be cool to, to see both teams on the field again. Uh, you know, not a rivalry, but two storied franchises. And yeah, we're just not really, I don't think like, I would think we're going to lose by 20. I'm hoping we don't, but I don't think we're in their class right now. Uh, Sim, so you're headed over to the stadium, little uh, dress rehearsal. What are we doing here? Yeah, a little dress rehearsal. You know, NBC, we rehearse the rehearsal. Like, that's how we work here at NBC. They're like, you know what? We should rehearse the rehearsal so we're good for the rehearsal. And you're like, 
me. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> Only thing I'm worried about Stugatz right now yep. is the heat. It is hot as hell here. And yeah. as you guys can imagine, wearing a, a suit and a tie when it's 90 degrees out doing a show is not exactly the, the best recipe for, you know, looking cool on TV. So what do they do for you? Like uh, Herb Trude has these like air conditioned suits. Like what do they do for Chris Sims? Huh? <laughs> they, don't, they don't do anything. They tell Chris Sims to just suck that shit up and let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's the positive, though. You're in a weed legal state, okay? <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm back on schedule here right now. You know, right. I don't know. See, see, we went a little time without talking. I took the majority of the month of August off. I didn't wow. smoke weed, like, for 27 days. Are you okay? And, uh, yeah. I, it was tough, but I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> And right. now I'm back on the weekend-only schedule. Was it like a purge? You just decided or what? Well, I just, you know, you get to the point where, you know, first off, it's just like, okay, let me give my lungs a little bit of a break because I'm a smoker, right? I, I like to smoke flour. And then, you know, through the month of July, my month off, when you're smoking, you know, a blunt that has an eighth of weed in it every day, that's when you got to go, yeah, maybe I should dial it back a little bit, you know? <laughs> so that's where I, I had to readjust a little. Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. Right. If I smoke that, an eighth a day, I take a month off too, I guess. Well, that's what I mean. Nobody people don't understand who they're I'm I'm like uh, the the Bob Marley of the football world, the Snoop Dogg of the football world. I can mess with those guys. They can I can sit there with them all day long and hang right with them. <laughs> an eighth a day, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was a little out of control. I know, I know. I mean I, I smoke backwoods, right? So they're like it's a backwood is like a, a tobacco leaf too, a, a hundred percent tobacco leaf. So you really got to roll the leaf around it. Um, yeah. I'm a pro's pro over here. No doubt about it. Damn. I don't want to bring know. this back to football. Cause it seems like you guys are having fun, but I, I, oh, yeah. I feel like a little, little conversion here. I feel like you've softened on Tua. I saw the two a little confused by you. Now you have them making the playoffs, but losing in the first round, like, What's going on? Because I've seen in the two and on universe that they think they're they're trying to figure you out, Sims. They're trying to figure well, out what you have cooking right now. Listen, I know it's a quarterback league and all that stuff, and we talk about that all the time. But listen, I, I this is where I don't get like like I'm oh I said this and I'm going to stick to it forever. Like I, that's not no. I mean, first off, it's a, the ultimate team sport, and that's where. I constantly am trying to remind people that it, it's it, you got to have a team around you. I don't care who you are. And Billy, I think you've known me long enough now to know, like, I like, like when we can get to, Oh, look at Jared Goff and the Rams got to the Super Bowl. It, it wasn't about the quarterback that year. Case Keenum and the Vikings got to the NFC championship game and the same year Blake Bortles did. Right. I mean, Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Uh, is it no? He must he must have been the top five quarterback in the game at that, that, that time. So that's where I like pushing about against that narrative a little. Peyton Manning in twenty fifteen. I know he's Peyton Manning, and he's like definitely one of the three greatest quarterbacks in all time in my eyes. But in twenty fifteen, he was the worst quarterback in football, like the worst. There's no debate, and they won the Super Bowl because why? The team was awesome. So that's where you know Tua. I liked what I've seen in the preseason. But they're a team that I look at that's not going to have to put it on his shoulders. This is not going to be like the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes show. We're going to be like, drop back 40 times a game and just make magic happen. They're going to run the ball. You're going to have a top-tier defense. You know, they're going to throw passes that make sense for Tua. So that's where I look at it and go, oh, just because I'm not in love with Tua doesn't mean they can't still win a lot of games and be a big player in the AFC. Eagles yeah. in the NFC, same thing. 
Yep. Me and Greg Cody right. have the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, it's a little crazy, but like, right. you know, you know my questions about Tua. It, it, and that, that to me is, okay, I mean, it would have to fall the right way. I, I am not sold that he's going to be able to play in elements late in the year. You've heard me say that a lot. Yep. And I'm still not sold in now they're playing a really good defense. They've taken away some of the McDaniel, Mike McDaniel tricks and the, the speed sweeps from Tyree Kill and all these plays. And now it's like, oh, crap, the quarterback's going to have to make some throws in the pocket to push the ball down the field. That's what I still question. But, you know, again, I think it's a talented team to where – that might only happen a few games the whole year where it's going to be asked upon Tua to, to kind of make those type of plays. Check him out. PFT with Mike Florio on Peacock every single day. Unbuttoned Podcast is doing fantastic. Football Night in America as well. He'll be all over your NFL coverage, uh, the enti- not just this weekend, the entire year. Billy, you know what's going to happen here. The Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl, and Sims is going to tell us they won despite Tua. Like, yeah. that's where this whole <laughs> thing is headed billy yeah Yeah, a man who doesn't stay entrenched (laughs) well well it's you know we've fallen into this trap of always making it about the quarterback right now and i understand that it's set up for the quarterbacks to take over but you know again it's still the ultimate team sport in my opinion and there's a lot of instances in history where i'd go hey phil sims beat john elway that that shouldn't happen if we're just all about the quarterback Why, why did he do that that's that's that shouldn't happen well, Phil was good, but the Giants were definitely better than the Broncos. So, you know, Trent Dilfer, you know, winning the Super Bowl. Again, no disrespect to Trent Dilfer, but none of us were sitting here going, oh, this is an all-time great, and this offense is amazing. No, there's a lot of examples like that. Don't do that to big f***er, man. Yeah. He was 22-25 or or in that Super Bowl. Well, yeah, legendary you know, sometimes, performance. Sometimes that's the one that hits home with people when they realize, wait, he's not being biased. He's giving real answers here. And when you take in your own father into the equation, uh, you know, it's like I always say with like, oh, all right. So if it's all about the Super Bowls, then we got to start saying Phil Sims is better than Dan Marino. It's, it's just we got to do it, right? <laughs> and that's not true. That's just right. not true. Well, your dad won two. He's pissed that he's pissed that Hostetler won that Super Bowl, right? Like they were ten and one, I believe, when your dad went out. Like that team right. that team would have won with Jeff or your dad at quarterback, correct? Like he's he's bitter I, about that a little bit. Well, right? I, he's not bitter, but it's it's not bitter. He's very grateful for it. Right. He he really is in a lot of ways. To your point, I'll I'll say this though. I do think there's a part of my dad, and I you know, I don't want to speak for him here, but I think he knows that he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame if he had got to play in that Super Bowl and played yeah. in that Super Bowl and they won. That, yeah. that probably is the thing that'll keep him out. And that's that stinks, you know, as his son and just as a football fan. But that's just the reality of the situation. He probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we have Dilfer on God Bless next week, by the way. So we'll yeah. tell him that you compared your dad to uh, us. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, and again, I was no dis- – Dilfer, I have tremendous respect for. I do. Mm, I he's know. stuck in a, a very tough ago, situation. Oh, he didn't. Well, I'm just using Before my Before you knew we Shut up, Billy. On. Okay. Yeah. Right, here we go. Just, right. just grant, grant us this, Chris. Yeah. Two is going to be a Pro Bowler this year. No, I mean, maybe, you know, in this day and age of the NFL, when the, top nine quarter, when the top nine quarterbacks cancel out of the Pro Bowl and he's option 10. Well, he's yeah, not going to be able to play. He's going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, yeah. You yeah, you, you just keep chasing Miguel Cabrera around the country, okay? Whoa. See you later. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Billy, he started by saying he likes you. You're on a quick road to him 
<laughs> hating your guts again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Jets? It's funny with Zach Wilson because there were reports maybe he'd be ready for week one. He got the surgery. Uh, now they're saying week four. So how do you – and you like Zach Wilson. I still like Zach Wilson. Mikey A can't stand him as a Jet fan. How do you feel about the Jets and how they're handling Zach Wilson? I think you got to be cautious here, right? You've got to be cautious. You know, I already see too many people out there who are like, oh, this is a negative. This is a benching. No, it's not. Zach Wilson was blowing them out of the water before he got hurt. They were, he was so much dominating the other quarterbacks in camp that they, I think I told you, guys, they were afraid to talk about it. He was doing so well. So this is a tough situation and one where, you know, you can easily, if you make the wrong decision, it can spiral out of control. Oh, wait, hey, 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 you get to play the Ravens and you're not a, you're less than 100% and we're not the greatest team in football. And okay, now you don't play well and we lose. And you got, you know, jerks like Mikey A going, oh, they should have started Flacco. Oh, they should have done that. Why, the, first off, why, Mikey A, why don't you like Zach Wilson? Why? Because he goes to sporting events? What is it? What is no, it mostly like because about? he's terrible. Mostly oh. because he's terrible. <laughs> how are you going to judge? How are you going to judge? Like, why? How are you going to judge he's terrible like answer. that? Just off of that crap team you had last year, all the injuries. And then as well as he played at the end of the year, you think that was terrible? Like, that's, that's where I just, I don't understand that. I mean, he outplayed yeah. Tom Brady. He outplayed a lot of guys at the end of the Chris, year. He played great. Who won Chris, that let, game? Chris, let me just have okay. the most basic That's level. not his fault. Right. But he would, there you go. You're going to make it a one guy again, Mike. Hey, come on, learn something. <laughs> Adjust the life here. Yeah. But Sims, the premise is he's the Jets quarterback. Like if Aaron yeah. Rodgers were on the Jets, Mike, Mike, Mikey, and I would be with you him. Could, pick the worst. Yes. Sims, he's absolutely right. You could be 100% right. He could be as good as you say. He will never be that because of where he got drafted. I know. I, 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 I get that. We'll see. I don't know. I don't understand that about the Jets fans. You guys, like, love these underdogs who are no good. You, History you mostly. Latch on that. Let, me, yeah. let me latch on to Mike White and four-yard throws. Sims. Let me put my name to that. So that's Sims, where, you put out your top 40 quarterbacks. Right. From 22 to 40 were three Jet quarterbacks that they took. That's why. Okay, there, but that twenty-two to forty. The, that goes deeper than the player, right? That's just there's more. There's more sure. to that. So that's where you know I don't agree with that all the way. You got to evaluate it as a whole. And Zach Wilson, I think the arrow is still big time up. And to get back to the question itself, Stu Gotts, listen, they got a tough early schedule, and when you're a young player, not a hundred percent, and it's not like he's been practicing, just hasn't been able to play. He hasn't been able to do anything. So. That's where I think you protect your franchise. You protect your franchise guy here and make sure that when he does go on the field, he's all systems go and there's no, oh, we can't do this in the game plan or, oh, he might have to think twice about getting out of the pocket because his knee's bothering him. You know, that's no way to succeed. And then that, you're proving my point of why you can't throw him out there because it's the Jet fans like you that'll just just absolutely eviscerate him. Even if he played good and they lost, but it wasn't good enough, then you're going to, you know, oh, Flacco should have started. So that's why. It's a very smart decision, I Super think, and, and it's a tough situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you imagine? It's a great question. Billy just texted it to me. What do you imagine Aaron Rodgers? Well, we can make him Marino, Billy, because the Jets passed on Marino, and they took Ken O'Brien. Uh, but let's do it with Aaron Rodgers. What do you imagine Rodgers' career would look like if he were drafted by the Jets? <laughs> it's a good question. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, would he still be in the league? Me, 
You mean Carolina? Well, yeah, no, see, see, this is to me where, like, the Rodgers, the Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts of the world, those guys right there, it wouldn't matter what team they were on. Now, they, they might not be what they are because they didn't have the system in place, but th- their talent is so great. It doesn't matter. It's just, okay, maybe the coaches would have got fired and they've been cycling through, but we'd all been going, man, a little bit maybe like Matthew Stafford in Detroit. That's what it would have been like, where you go, oh, he's not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and he stinks, and he never goes to the playoffs. And then the, the first time he gets on a real team, he wins the Super Bowl. That, that's what it would have been like if Aaron Rodgers was with the Jets. Uh, a couple of quick ones. We'll get you out of here. Jimmy G, you surprised he's back with the Niners, and are you surprised that Trey Lance is upset, reportedly upset, that he's back with the 49ers? Well, it's not, it's not an easy situation. It's not, and it's more pressure on Trey Lance. Now, Chris Sims, like six weeks ago, would have been very surprised that Jimmy Garoppolo is back on the 49ers. I mean, they didn't want this to happen. They didn't. They can say, they can say whatever they want, and they, they've already they told us that. I mean, they know we know that. But, you know, the circumstances themselves, nobody trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and Trey Lance being very iffy through the preseason and in training camp, they, they got to protect their, their team. They have, a, they have the best roster in football. I mean, for me, it's the best team in football. It's up in that discussion. You know, it's it's O line top with the Eagles, nine. Yeah, uh, yeah, Eagles, right? Dolphins, Bucks. It's you know those those teams right there to me got special. Spe- you know, I'll even throw Kansas City in that that ma- that uh, the mix there. But you know, they had to protect themselves. How could they have liked what they saw from Trey Lance in that third preseason game? That was scary. Right. And yeah. and Sugats, I I after that game was on TV like banging the table trying to talk to my friend Kyle Shanahan through the TV screen going, sign Jimmy Garoppolo back. You can't take the chance of going with Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld into the year with this football team. And then I was also yelling at the TV going, Jimmy Garoppolo, you need to sign back. What a, what's a better option than San Francisco? Because for him, it's all about setting himself up for 2023. Going to Seattle or Houston or someplace that we don't know about, that wasn't going to be a good situation to set him up for success. So Trey Lance, who gets hurt, tw- played twice last year, got hurt both games, and then is iffy playing all together. If Jimmy Garoppolo does get in, hey, you're in a system you know with a lot of talent around you, and that'll set you up for a big payday for 2023. So I think it was a win-win for both sides. You mentioned the Chiefs. Do they look any different without Tyreek Hill? I, th- first off, I'm really impressed with the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. I do. Yeah. I just, I do. It, the Chiefs, first off, you know, their offense has got creativity. Mahomes, to me, looks like the Mahomes before the foot injury, right? I, I was a guy last year, if you guys remember, early in the year, I kept going, he doesn't move the same. You know, I don't, I think his mechanics were a little off without getting too in the weeds about some of that. He was phenomenal this preseason. And I think there's going to be more of a, spreading of wealth and oh wait Tyreek Hill he is lined up here we kind of know what they're gonna do right oh when he's here they know you're not gonna know it could be oh Nicole Hardman Marquez Valdez scaling Sky Moore Juju Smith-Schuster Travis Kelsey so I think there's gonna be a little bit more of like dissection through committee here and what they've done on the defensive side Billy uh, to me that's the thing that's jumped out too they got more depth on their D-line they killed it in the draft Justin Reed uh, at safety in place of Tyron Matthews, an upgrade. So I really look at the Chiefs like quietly 
in the Super Bowl conversation, rebuilt their team and made themselves better this offseason. I think, I think the Bills and the Chiefs are on a collision course. I really do. That's just the way I feel. I think we're going to see them in the AFC Championship game. Mikey, yeah, go ahead. You have one on Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, I'm just wondering if we're going to see the Russell Wilson of last year or the Russell Wilson for the decade before that. Well, I think we're going to see like good, good Russell Wilson. I, I, I'm not one that sits here and goes, oh, just because they got Russell Wilson, the Broncos are going to the playoffs. I'm not picking the Broncos to go to the playoffs. You know, I, I think, one, this is different than the Stafford to the Rams and Brady to the Bucks, where you go, wait, everything was in place. They just needed the quarterback. This is – there's a lot of things that weren't in place. Plus, it's a new quarterback, a second-year GM, a new defensive coordinator, you know – and a new defensive coordinator who's never called defensive plays. And then I also look at it and go, hey, I know there's potential, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, but I don't know, you know, I got to see them reach that potential a little bit. K.J. Hamler's been hurt a lot over his first two years. The O-line's just okay. And then I go the defense. We know they got, you know, pretty good secondary, but if Bradley Chubb isn't good, who else is there on the front seven that really scares you in Denver? And so in that division, that conference – you know, I think they're a pain in the butt, but I don't look at them to be a playoff team. But I still think Russell Wilson is going to be pretty damn good, Mikey A. Uh, Sims, last one here. Uh, the guy I expect to make the biggest leap at the quarterback position this year is Trevor Lawrence. Do you agree with that? Oh, I, that, that's that. I mean, I was all with him and I was on that with Zach Wilson. I, yeah. I was, you know, again, because they got, you know, for, verse to our main point of our conversation that they have support around them, you know. I think, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, I think they got the offensive line in a pretty good spot. James Robinson and Travis Etienne at running back. A Christian Kirk. Yeah. Right. A real head coach. Exactly. <laughs> Christian Kirk at receiver and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, who's super talented at a tight end, to where I go, yeah. And then his talent on top of that. I think we talked like what I saw from him in the Hall of Fame game. You know, he's fixed some of his mechanical issues throwing the football. He admitted that to me. He he thanked me for noticing it. And uh, he looked really good in the preseason. He did. So I, I Jacksonville is one of those teams that's super talented. They're young and they're not battle-tested. But if we had to pick one team in the AFC where we were going, who's that Bengals team from the year before, right? I'm not saying Super Bowl, but that team that comes out of nowhere where all of a sudden in late December we're going, they might get in the playoffs, Jacksonville would be that team that I would pick because I, I think they got major talent across the board. They're just young and unproven. You're probably going to be wrong about Zach Wilson, but one out of two isn't bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, good. We'll see. We'll see. When he comes back, Sims, I'm going to have a wager for you and I on Zach Wilson the rest wow. of the time. I, uh, wow. You're make, yeah, you're, this is fine. I, I love this. this is, these are the things pressure. I'm used to. Yes. I love this. This is what I used to hear with Josh Allen and Mahomes and Herbert and <laughs> – and all of them. So it's all right. Uh, when that day does come, I'm going to shove it up your ass big time. <laughs> the Unbuttoned Podcast. Uh, it's fantastic. Football Night in America will be all over uh, your NFL coverage. Uh, and also, he hates Billy Gill. He's also with us every week. <laughs> Again, there. Uh, Sims, can't wait to talk to you next week. We'll be 0-1. Uh, it will be fun. It will be fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll make fun of the Jets. Awesome. Always fun. And you're right. I mean, I started off this going, Billy's my friend. And by the end of this, we're just okay now. We're just, it's what we're not great yes. friends. I know. I understand. Right. By the end I of the season, you'll, you'll bury yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Definitely will. Mikey A, screw you. I'll see you guys later. All right. Hey, coach. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for doing this. No problem. No problem. Anytime. How's it feel being 1-0, and especially with that one coming over Notre Dame? <laughs> 
It feels a lot better than being 0-1, I can say that. Listen, I have a Golick with me. Mike Golick Sr. was so upset that you beat him that he declined to uh, partake in the interview. But his son is not nearly the coward that his dad is. His son is here. <laughs> now, his son is here, Coach. Okay, Now, he's mad at you, too, uh, because he's not happy that Notre Dame lost. But Mike Golick Jr. is here, and I can't promise you he'll be in a good mood. In fact, I, I guarantee you. Well, Mike, go ahead. You in a bad mood because Ohio State beat you on Saturday? You know what? Like like you said, being 1-0 would be a lot better than being 0-1 for the team that I root for. But uh, it was an impressive atmosphere. And, Coach, for you, when you guys went to you know be a part of scheduling that game, we see in week one so many of these big-time matchups of top-ranked teams usually happening in off-site games or neutral ground games. What did it mean for you guys to make sure that this was a home-and-home type situation and that this game would get played in the shoe on week one? Yeah, well, for us, we we play nine conference games. And so to add a tenth game is is a big challenge. But having an opportunity to play Notre Dame um, is unique, uh, you know, at home. And so it was certainly a great atmosphere. Uh, Meant a lot to our fans. Meant a lot to the alumni. uh, Meant a lot to our players. And, And it was. It was a great atmosphere. You know, and so... Anytime you can, you know, get a, a big win like that under your belt early in the season, it, it can go a long way. Coach, I know you won. That feels good. You're one and zero. That's the point. You know, win, move on. Uh, but did you walk away from that game with any sort of concerns about your team? One of the biggest, you know, things that we spent a lot of time on in the off season was when teams want to control the clock, run the ball, and limit our offensive possessions. We had to be able to stop the run and run the football, and, and run uh, especially in the second half and in the fourth quarter and. So to see the way that we physically ran the ball and stopped the run was a job well done. You know, it's just a start, but you know, to take seven minutes off the clock in the fourth quarter and, and march the ball 95 yards down the field right at them when they kind of knew we were running the football uh, is something we spent a lot of time on this offseason. And um, you know, that's not typically how we win football games here in the last couple of years, but we have to be able to win in different styles. And when another team is – trying to you know shorten the game we have to be able to win like that so um you know that was that was great but when you look at the film there's always going to be a lot of things to improve on and we have a lot of things to improve on we got to build and grow um but it was a good start coach were you worried prepping for the game that you'd get distracted by how handsome marcus freeman is because (laughs) we spoke to him yesterday and holy crap the guy's got charisma and he won us all over he was trying to recruit us Well, I got a lot of things to worry about, but I got to be quite honest with you, that wasn't one of them. Hmm. <laughs> he is a handsome devil, though, isn't he? <laughs> guess so. You're, uh, listen, you're a handsome guy as well. You really are. Like, uh, how do you keep the hair and the beard looking so perfect? Like, can you explain that to us? Because I am a sloppy mess, Coach. Well, I, I am too. Um, but try to do the best <laughs> I can to clean up to at least look presentable. But uh, I don't think you'd be very impressed right now. I'm not uh, I'm not exactly someone who spends a lot of time worried about their looks, quite honestly. <laughs> I'll have you know, Coach, that Coach Freeman said quite the opposite. He said when he went in for the handshake after the game that he was very impressed. And I'm not going to mince words here. There have been rumors that maybe there's some PD situation going on with the hair and the beard. He put an end to that. He said, absolutely not. Ryan Day is as true to color as it comes. Well... After last year, there's a lot of grays coming through. I can promise you that. And those uh, were not there a few years ago. But uh, lose a couple games at Ohio State. Trust me, there's a lot of gray going on. Yeah, Coach, what was that like? I mean, we know Ohio State's one of those places where you're defined at times by that one game with the team up north. And and 
what was was there a different conversation this offseason after that? Was there any different reaction from the guys? How did you guys handle that and absorb that? Yeah, that was not good. That was very, very difficult. And not too many places do you go eleven and two, uh, win the Rose Bowl and uh and, and you know, be um, you know, a difficult failure of a season. But it is at Ohio State and we embrace that. And we know that um, you know, our goals year in and year out are to beat the team up north, win the Big Ten championship, win the national championship. So uh, we, we talked about it a lot in the offseason, and we recognize what the expectations are here. And, and so we went back to work about trying to get that fixed and, and what we didn't do great last year. I thought we, we addressed some of that in the first game, but it's going to be a long season. Speaking of how you address that, the Jim Knowles hire everyone talked about, what's he feed those guys? There's got to be gunpowder mixed in that because <laughs> your guys' defensive front year to year was a wild swing to watch there. What, what's what been the Jim Knowles difference? What does he do in that room with these guys? I, I think it's a combination of two things. I think when when you look at last season, we were very, very young across the board on defense. The COVID year really hurt us. We only played five regular season games and in those five games, uh, we didn't really have any blowouts where typically a lot of guys get in the game in the second half. So it was a good portion of our team that was very inexperienced. And certainly the front and our defense was, was part of that, you know, not to mention the quarterback and some of the guys on offense. But last year, they gained a lot of experience, you know, some good, some bad. And when you combine that experience, some of those scars um, in a great offseason combined with, you know, Jim and the staff on defense, new scheme, new energy, um, I think that's what you, you you got a chance to see on Saturday. And um, it's just a start. Mike, did you just ask Ryan Day if one of his coaches feeds his players gunpowder? <laughs> I mean, I figure it might not be the number one item on the training table, but I mean, the get off I saw on that D line, listen, as a former offensive lineman, I was like, there's something that doesn't feel right here because these guys, they feel like they're running from something right now. Coach, I, I in, in doing some research here, I realized that you played, were you a good quarterback coach? Uh, good's probably a relative term. Um, I was out there. I played for a good scheme, and uh, I was competitive, but I don't know how good I was. Were you accurate? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Chip Kelly was my offense coordinator and, and coach, and he recruited me. And so he set me up with a lot of nice bubble screens and things to get my completion percentage up, probably higher than it should have been. But um, I loved playing. So we had Coach Kelly on last year, and he raved about you. But Mike and I, because you grew up in New Hampshire, I went to camp in Center Harbor, New Hampshire, and me and Chip <laughs> Kelly always spoke. Coach, you know what I'm talking about here. Just nice, yeah. ice-cold beers by Lake Winnipesaukee. Is there anything better? <laughs> Not really, no. Either <laughs> that or, or at the beach in the summer. You know, that's New Hampshire is beautiful. You got the mountains, you got the lakes, and you have the ocean right there. So, yeah, yeah you just put a smile on my face. <laughs> I brought you home, Coach. That's what I did. That's right. That's exactly right. Coach, what's been the hardest transition for you from where we were in college football just a couple of years ago into this new world with NIL? What's been the hardest transition? Uh, I think there's a combination of things. I think the first thing is the transfer portal has certainly changed things and how you, know, you coach, um, how you approach talent acquisition. Uh, that's been a major change. And also with the dynamic of your team. Um, but I think too, with NIL, you know, you're starting to see in recruiting how that's affecting uh, recruiting. And when you, you know, have a system in place that uh, isn't easily enforced and, and there's a lot of gray involved, it can create a lot of hard feelings. So uh, trying to navigate that is probably one of the bigger, bigger challenges right now. Um, you know, we're all trying to adapt the best we can, but certainly is a challenge. 
All right, Coach, we're going to end this quickly with a, a quick game here of day or nay, okay? So I'm just going to say something. Day means you like it. Nay means obviously you don't like it, okay? Very okay. quick. Got it. 12-team playoff, day or nay? Mm. Day. You like it, huh, the expanded playoffs? I just like having uh, you in Alabama every year. <laughs> <laughs> Play like a champion signs, day or nay? Nay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Golic, what <Wow>. you got? <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike, they just set us up on that one, right? What am I going to say? <laughs> I, I say really, Dad. Coach, you know what? He put you in a bad position there. He threw you a fastball right over the middle, right into the safety. Right. Nothing you could do. Nothing we could do there. Uh, I saw the piece where you started playing tennis. So casual tennis players dressed like Borg. Day or nay? Nay. <laughs> Thank you. You're Ooh. familiar with that creature, aren't you? <laughs> I guess, but I don't. I don't subscribe to that. How's your tennis game though? Uh okay. Uh, it's yeah. been a while since I have played. Now the season started, but uh, I just try to go over there with with our tennis coach Ty Tucker, and he feeds me balls, and I just try to hit the ball as hard as I can, and curse <laughs> and yell, and and then for about forty five minutes sweat, and then I move on. So it's really just let out some aggression type thing. That's all it is. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's good, funny. good for the family, and good for my relationships in the office. Amazing that a football coach has to go to tennis to find an outlet for aggression to be released. <laughs> right. What are we doing? How about pickleball, day or nay? Ooh. That's day. I played a little wow. this summer. I like pickleball. I like yeah, it. Seven so a moment. It's like Brussels sprouts. Glow up. Mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts, <laughs> day or nay? It depends on how they're prepared. There's a couple really good restaurants that make some really good Brussels sprouts, but it's got to have like some bacon and syrup and those kind of things on it. If it's just raw, Right. No good. Stugatz, I hate this now because you brought me on here, and now I really like Ryan Day. He just beat yeah. my team this weekend, and we have a lot of the same sensibilities now. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. All right, last one, and I apologize. This might be insensitive to you, but I've asked every single person we've had on this show. Peeing right. in the shower, day or nay? Oh, man, I can't answer that publicly. <laughs> I, like that's a little, a little I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it as a day. Uh, you converted a, a former Notre Dame player into an Ohio State fan, Coach. It's a good job out of you. Okay? No, nothing but nothing but the utmost respect. No, all all right. good. Hey, we know you're busy. It's a busy time of year. Congratulations on the big win over Notre Dame. Uh, we appreciate you doing this, and good luck the rest of the season, Coach. Yeah, thanks. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. Let's go. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> K-Funk, what are you up to? Rough night? Was a rough night, correct. <laughs> yeah, has the night ended yet? Listen, let's just talk football, okay? The fact that he doesn't have a drink, though, still kind of disappoints me. Uh, I think there's a drink somewhere there. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Red Solo Cop. Uh-uh. Chris, Chris, what's happening? Do you think K-Funk, Chris, do you think K-Funk has slept a wink? <laughs> no, he looks he looks a little tired today, but um, yeah. I'm still looking more Jack than Mojo. That's all I know. One year later, still got him beat. Yeah. Even with his wedding training. Even, yeah. even with the wow. wedding training, still can't catch up. Wow. Flipping Mojo. How do you feel about that? 
No, I just think it sounds stupid. You know, just to make foolish claims on this show on our first day back. Uh, he's just <laughs> embarrassing himself at this point. You know, he's just such a fragile young boy. And yeah. to make these claims, I don't know. It's, it's silly to me. He's a big hey, shot, Chris. though. We saw him on ESPN. I mean, he's a big shot. Hey. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. For the UFC are we going to have another baby on this show? Who's going to be the one to have one? Is it going to be you, Chris, or is it going to be you, Mojo? Obviously, it's Billy or Mojo. They're yeah. the next. Well, I think it's going to be Billy after that huge award that he just won. He's getting a lot of attention these days. He's not going to be oh. able to fend them off, you know? You know what, Mojo? Great award. I didn't get invited to your wedding. The one award I wanted. Very, oh. very cool. Uh, <laughs> It's in all of your emails. I'm waiting for somebody to respond to this damn thing. Wait, Thank Mojo, you. are you claiming? Mojo's getting married, by the way. Congratulations to Mojo. He's getting married in Italy, okay? Um, I got an invite. Um, Billy might be my plus one. We'll see. But Billy, You're not going. Billy's no, got Billy, his own invite. Mojo, no, no, no. Mojo, he's been upset. Let's do it this way. First off, Jabba, you going to Mojo's wedding? I got to wait. Carter's got an invite to a baseball tournament that we got to <laughs> That we got to decide. The play out of you. Uh, send me that invite. Chris is going to Mojo's wedding. There's 90, no 99.99%. All right, good. Leave that 0.1% down. I like that. Uh, K-Funk. <laughs> K-Funk. Are you going to Mojo's wedding? I'm, I'm 69% right now. It's my, it's my son's my son's 16th birthday, so we had some oh, plans, please. so I'm trying to uh, trying to work around that. We'll see. Take All right, so Mojo, well, hold, up, will, hold up. Mojo is claiming that he invited everyone. Mikey A. Are you going to the wedding? Are you going to pay me? Ooh. Oh, that's a good point. Wow. Am I going to pay you? <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to pay for that. I'll give you a hundred bucks to go to Mojo's wedding for me. Yes. <laughs> no problem. Enjoy yourself. Listen, he's gonna he's gonna need a little bit more than a hundred bucks. I'll tell you that much. I got this invite seven. He's like, oh yeah, we're, I'm getting married in seven weeks. I click on the link. It's like fifteen hundred bucks a night for this. Hotel room. Oh, you ain't kidding. The whole thing, well, I mean, seriously, it would cost me $15,000 to Mojo's wedding. But here's the big question. Mojo, are you going to your wedding? Mojo, are you attending your wedding? I think I'm going to go. Stu Gatz, we signed the contract for the wedding at the venue literally 69 days from the date of the wedding. Of course, it a few months so we could do that. I love you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, K-Funk, there is a guest in our uh, Zoom right now. Uh, would you like to introduce your uh, your guest here? Offensive linemen, they don't get much attention these days. So I do have my good friend on, All-American from the University of Tennessee Volunteers. Got a national championship with Peyton Manning, also a Super Bowl <laughs> ring with the Bucks. It's my boy Colsey Coleman on the line with us. Colsey Coleman, how about that? Are, we doing? Are, you going to, uh, are you going to Mojo's wedding or what? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. It sounded like a good time. Oh, man. Know. There you go. I mean, listen, listen I, you, you want to go to Italy? I'll take you, me and you. I've never been. I'm with it. Cozy, uh, give, give us a give us a Peyton Manning college story. We want to hear about Peyton Manning college. That's what I want to hear about. Wait, are you still friendly with Peyton? Yeah, we, we, we friends. Um, you know, most of these guys, man, we, we see each other when we see each other. It's not any daily or, or routine conversation. But whenever our paths cross, it's definitely love. I was a puppy. I was a freshman his senior year. So it was like, you know, he was a god and I was I was a mere mortal. You know what I mean? So it was it was that type of scenario. But they did entrust me to to play. I started some games as a freshman. 
with Peyton on the field. So that, that was like Tennessee's pride possession. So they did have some trust in me. But um, from a personal standpoint, um, it was one day in practice, I jumped offside. And when I jumped offside, I'm mad at myself. I'm upset, but it, it happened so quick. I jumped, and as soon as he got the snap, he threw the ball and hit me right in my head with the damn ball. <laughs> but it, it happened so fast. I was like, wait, I was I was already mad at myself. And I'm like, did he just, I wasn't even sure if it really happened. It happened so fast. But um, he got the snap and just slung it at me like dumb freshman, stay on side. <laughs> wait, so you're already upset with yourself and he makes matters worse is what you're saying. He makes matters absolutely worse. And it's like, okay. You know, under normal circumstances, it may be some type of reaction, but just like Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? He, he's right. Mr. Untouchable. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, he sounds anybody- like an asshole, I got to be honest with you. But with that being said, uh, Colsey, get him on, okay? Try to get him on the phone. <laughs> Bring on next week. <laughs> Wait, Colsey, do you have his number, just out of curiosity? Listen, I think I have an old email, man. Oh, that's All right. right. Uh, that works. Yeah, I mean, try that. <laughs> we'll try anything at this point. He's got Manny's hotmail. If next week I somehow connect you with Peyton, and I can, uh, you'll be able to ask him to join us next week on this pod, okay? Because you're coming back. You know that, right? That's the Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. So check the, my, my connection, if I had to reach out, this is our football <laughs> world. So Peyton is still good friends with his center. I was mm. center from college, who was an offensive lineman. There you go. Connect I'm dots. still good friends with that guy. His okay. name is Straight T, played with the Buffalo Bills, yes. Denver Broncos. So mm-hmm. I don't know the man, but I'm real good with the man next to the man. How about Here, that? Billy's thinking what I'm thinking. Next week, Colsey, you bring on your friend who was the center, okay? <laughs> and then we'll get the center. To reach out to Peyton Manning, okay? It's a three week pro- it's a three week process to get Peyton. It's fine as long as we get to Peyton. Cable, you're good. not invited back though. <laughs> Chris, so Rob's Rob's like training for what? Like, what are we thinking? Like week eight comeback, week oh nine comeback? Like, what is he? Yeah, just hey, playoffs after, Mojo, after Mojo's wedding. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, I think that's why I retired, Bill. <laughs> that's exactly why it was for my wedding. That's silence all the doubters out there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Chris, Chris, what do you think of there? Like, is Billy right? Like, week eight, week nine? What do you? I, I mean, I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna kind of get back into football. Kind of, you know, want to start talking about it. Kind of week three, week four, and then yeah, I'm thinking like five or six. I think we'll get him on. <laughs> oh, get him on! We'll be ready. Know, we're we're yeah, talking yeah. about we're, him going back to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about we're not gonna be ready. Oh, we're talking about going to be oh, playing God. again. Yeah. Well, Stu Gatz, he's got his second annual retirement party this weekend. So once that's through, you know, he can get that checked off and then the comeback starts. All right, but we need Bobby Goons too, right? Always. Well, Bobby Goons is big. He's got a better shot with Rob. I saw Bobby Goons post a a video of like a Ferrari. Did he get a Ferrari? He took a picture next to a Ferrari. (laughs) I saw Bobby Goons really excited about getting a trailer a couple weeks ago. (laughs) He did. He did get a trailer. He also drove the Gronk bus all the way from New England to uh to my house. So I'm now the proud owner of the Gronk bus. So wait, what? Oh Jesus! Yeah, if you're ready Chris. to party, let me know. Is that Chris. for all your kids? The transport all your kids? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Is the Gronk bus. bus out in the driveway right now? It is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, can we get driveway. a tour? I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, go you take a little... it over. Oh, absolutely, man. absolutely. You, you want to give us a tour of right the bus? Holy yeah. shit! Oh my yeah, God! You in. joined us on the right week, my friend. I mean, holy shit! <laughs> You're getting a tour. The Gronk bus minutes, used to so be I'll for partying, but now it's for That's the party ride. bus. It was it's pretty legit. Let me let me go. I'll, I'll go in it. Is there a stripper pole in the in the bus or no? Absolutely. 
Not, not in this one. The other one. There's yeah. two of them. Oh, there's a big one and a smaller one. Huh. Mojo, we are off to a rousing start here. We're going to tour the Gronk bus. We have Colsey on with us. He's bringing the center on. The center's going to get Peyton Manning. We got Gronk coming on in five or six weeks. I mean, things are f***ing happening. Jabba's going to get uh, Justin Verlander. He didn't promise me that. I am just making uh, promises that Jabba has not promised me. But he will get, uh, he will get Justin Verlander. right now, so we're probably right. going to have to lay off that one for a Well, oh, we'll wait till the season's time. over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. perfect. Long we'll, we'll, no, but a, a question... Because you can probably answer this, like, until you're officially retired, like, you have to file paperwork, correct? It, it is, but you you pretty much, um, is I think you're officially retired when you accept your severance. You know uh, what I mean? Because, um, you know, you got to realize guys, you know, even in Grant case, guys kind of step down, but then still be <laughs> waiting for a phone call, and they, they may get that phone call. But um, I think once you start tapping into some of your benefits, your severance, your work must count, um, that pretty much establishes that you're done. Dobby, you were asking because we're wondering if Gronk has filed the paperwork, the proper paperwork. 100%. We, we know he hasn't. We know he hasn't. <laughs> Even if he intends on retiring, we know he hasn't done the paperwork yet. Is Chris yeah. firing this thing up or what? He's pushing a bunch of buttons. Oh, Joe, Gronk buttons. is your best friend. Do you think he's filed that paperwork? Hell no. He, no, he hasn't filed shit. That guy's, I've said it since day one. I'm not believing this hoax. He's coming back. There's no doubt in my mind. This is BS. It's a great way to get out of camp in the early weeks of the season when they don't need you. There's no way he's done. I don't care what anybody says. If Brady calls him, you know he's not going to say no. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the end of the story. So Chris is now currently in the Gronk bus. It's in his driveway. I love this family. It's, it's uh, like right in the middle of like anyone driving through his out. neighborhood can see this thing. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> the Gronks don't care, Billy. I mean, <laughs> they don't give a shit. Uh, I mean, Chris, Chris lives on a compound. He's got plenty of room. Yeah. Well. Yeah, not yet. I move in uh, January. Oh. Where, where to the compound? Yeah. Need any help? I got, uh, I got nine bedrooms. So you guys want to come stay? Let me know. Hold oh, on. Time out. Time to nine out. bedrooms. Well, he listen. He's five kids away from filling them. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you can stay in the bus too. How many bags? Like the bus might be a little sticky. Uh, ice shaker shit. to walk from his bedroom to the bus <laughs> in the old small house. Hey, Chris, what, you're, you're hitting a bunch of buttons there. Like, tell yeah, us what's happening. going on inside the bus. So, there's a <laughs> on the bus. The whole bus is back out of lights, but I don't know how to turn them on. Oh, my I, God. I need Bobby Goons. The bus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a good time. Chris, Chris Gronkowski is currently in his driveway in a, in a bus. Trying to figure out how it works. <laughs> uh, I'll show you without the lights on, but. Oh, my God. But here it is, man, decked out. Are those all the Super Bowl trophies? So you got you got uh you got signed jerseys, oh signed helmets. Holy shit. You got the game worn cleats. Mm. Okay. It's all it's all captain seats too. And Why then, is it uh, so clean? Because uh Gordy was on it. Ah, uh, Gord. <laughs> here's the here's the Super Bowl tickets right here in the front. Man. So yeah, overall just oh here's some gloves right here. Is it wrapped? Is it there's a wrap? Yeah, wrapped? yeah, it's wrapped. Yeah, hold on. Hold it. it's, Check that out. Billy, we got to do something with this bus. I don't know what we do with it, but we got to do something with well, it. We haven't, yeah. we haven't followed through on anything we promised so far. I know. So. I know. Yeah. Look at that bus, though. Yeah, that shit's, that shit's casually crazy. sitting in his driveway. <laughs> Where is he located? Is. That's a my house. Does the HOA approve of that? <laughs> There's no chance. Yeah, they're cool with it. Uh, they said it helps sell the houses. Rob sits on the board. <laughs> 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 HOA president.
Uh, Colsey, uh, what do you think of that bus, man? I, I think we should go party on that thing. What do you think? Man, pull up. I'm trying to see where he at. Where he located at? I'm trying to get there. <laughs> Yo, you're trying to get there right now? <laughs> <You wanna? laughs> Look, this weekend, what we doing? K-Funk, where, where the bus at? You're hey, I'll, let's go. Shit. Listen up, man. I'll I, I be in um, Dallas November 5th for the yeah. FIU. Look at Colsey's checking out the calendar. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. November 5th for the, for the FIU North Texas game. My pause son up. said for FIU. I'll be in town. That's what right. Pause, pause up, Cosey. I mean, I'll join you, but do I have to go to the game? No, <laughs> you and I. We just the after party. Then you got to go to the game. All right. All right. You just stay in the bus. You stay in the bus. Oh, you man, the bus. bus. Here we yeah. go. First game, Ravens at Jets. Joe Flacco, revenge, revenge game. game. Four years in the making. Ravens are a seven-point favorite on the road. Lamar Jackson is going to play, even though he shouldn't play. Uh, K-Funk, I'm going to start with you. Ravens minus seven at the Jets. I can never bet on the Jets in my life, so I'm going to take the Ravens. All right, Chris, we go to you. I'm going with K-Funk on this. Give All me right. the Ravens. All right, going Ravens. Colsey, we go to you. Ravens minus seven at Jets. Ravens. Ravens sure. is an easy yeah. one. Easy. Uh, Spreadmaster, go ahead. You see, this so one's, this one's kind of dangerous, Stu Gatz, because we're talking about a seven-point spread, which is, of course, very close to 6.9, which is the mm. magic number. Yeah. But because of this and because your boy's a Maryland guy all the way, I got to take the points and pick the Ravens. Mm. Actually, right. give them points, Mojo. You're not taking them. Right, he's get, right. You're giving points. You're giving up seven points. You start the game down no, seven nothing. Just guys, so you know, the spread master. master knows. Doesn't matter. He's the winner. Why, why are you guys talking to me like that? Don't you dare, K Funk. Listen, whatever he's doing is working. Like, don't leave him the fuck alone. He's the spread master. Okay. Wait, Jabba, what are you eating over there? what's going on here? What are you woofing down there? I just had food delivered. I ordered an omelet. Jabba, heads is Ravens, tails is Jets. Okay. Sales. All right, wow. you have the Jets. Wow. Sorry. Are you <laughs> You're the only one who has the Jets, Jabba. That bodes well for you, you know? That's good. A home dog that. getting seven points. I like that. If Mojo's taking the Ravens, I want to go opposite. Okay, so Chris is now taking the Jets. Good. Oh, Chris is that. <laughs> please. You can't do that after you. Please, yes. Please. Week one. He's already going off. against them. It's unbelievable. There's, there's no way. There's no way he's going to pull it off again in, in year two. Eagles yeah. minus four at Detroit. I'm going to go Eagles, man. Eagles. I think the Eagles have more upside. Um, Jalen Hurts and that, that, that cast that they have around him. They have potential. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. K-Funk, who you going with? God. I'm going to take the Lions. you going Lions? Yep. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, you want to hear, uh, hear Spreadmaster's <laughs> yeah, pick first, Chris? All right, Spreadmaster, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Who you taking? Well, you know, I'm going to go with the Lions, baby. Give me the Lions. They just had Eminem at practice, so they're hyped up. And they're on hard knocks, and we always know how well those teams do. So give me the lines. Okay, that's really – I love the way – Who are we to question you, to be honest with you? Uh, Chris, I'm assuming you're going Eagles then, right? For every reason that Mojo just said, I am going to go with the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, Jabba, heads Eagles, tails Lions. You flipping it? Tails. Tails, Lions. How about that? Oh. Patriots at Dolphins. It's going to be 1,000 degrees down here. Dolphins minus three. Uh, Patriots coming in with uh, with Mac Jones, who I don't think is terribly good. But 
Uh, I should not put my opinions in here because uh, it's up to you guys to decide. Chris, go ahead. Seems like the Dolphins always have the Pats number at home, so I'm going going Dolphins. Okay, Funk, go ahead. I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan, and you hit that right there. We don't right. lose the Patriots at home. I'm taking the fence. Kelsey, who you got? I think this is another tough one, man. It's hard to ever write Belichick out. And um, I'm excited to see what Miami has this year, so I'm going to go Dolphins at home. All right, Dolphins at home. Uh, Mojo, who are you going with? Chris went Dolphins, just so you're aware. Yeah, okay, so so here's the thing, Stu. Guys, I'm going to be at this game, actually, because the really? Dolphins actually hired me to host the Pit Viper tailgate. So what? since the Dolphins are literally paying for me to be at this game, I'm going to say the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really going to be doing that? Yeah. That's amazing. Coming through or what? No. I mean, <laughs> well, I, think, oh. I, I, I was going to be doing it before I just picked the Patriots. Now they'll probably cut the contract, but that's okay. No, they'll be okay. I'll come for the Dolphin Jet game if, if, if you're still doing it by then. <laughs> yeah. Mojo better uh, get used to this now because when he has kids, he ain't going to be able to travel the world. He ain't going like to be able to yeah. do shit. Yep. Bring them with me. Get it out of your system. No, yeah, much. right. They got to get ordained to the hype life early. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, Jabba, we go heads, Patriots, tails, Dolphins. Tails. Wow, the Dolphins, okay. Browns at Panthers, revenge game, Baker Mayfield, Panthers at home, Panthers minus two and a half, Browns without Deshaun Watson for at least 11 weeks here. So let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Chris first. Chris, who do you got? I'll go Panthers here. I think this is an easy one. K-Funk, who are you going with? Yeah, I'll take the Panthers. Okay. Uh, Colsey, who are you going with? Yeah, Panthers on this one. All right. The Spreadmaster takes the Panthers. Okay, well, let's go to the coin. So we have uh, heads for the Browns, tails for the Panthers. Job is flipping. Tails. Tails. Wow. Okay. Buccaneers at Cowboys. Buccaneers, Tom Brady, a pissed off Tom Brady, minus two and a half at Dallas. We'll go to K-Funk first. Go ahead. Can't go against Brady, so I'm going to take the Bucks. Okay. Spreadmaster, go ahead. We're taking Trample Bay, baby. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys here then. Colsey, who you going with? Yeah, bias pick here, man, but Buccaneers all day. Mm-hmm. All right, Buccaneers all day. Super Bowl champ, baby. Uh, Jabba, heads is Bucks, tails is Cowboys. Flipping it. Holy shit, tails again. All right, you got the Cowboys. That's not a bad pick, though. All right, last game, gentlemen. Here we go. Broncos minus six and a half at Seahawks. K-Funk, who you going with? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Broncos, and then I'm going to do a bonus pick here. <laughs> what? Tonight. Hey, tonight is the first game, and we don't even pick the Bills. I'm yeah, but this airs tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. but this airs tomorrow. Keep it all in, Billy. Keep it all in. Keep the pick. No, let's make the pick and see if you're right tomorrow. Let's go. Just tell it for shits and giggles. Who's your bonus Just do pick? it. Who? I told you the Bills tonight gonna fuck up the Super Bowl champs. All okay. right, the Bills are gonna fuck up the Super Bowl champs. Yes. All right, Chris, who do you got? <laughs> not, I'll go, I'll go. Not, not in the game tonight. In the game that I just asked for, <laughs> Broncos minus six and a half at Seattle. Uh, I'll take the spread. Hmm. We'll go with the Seahawks. Oh, you're going with Seahawks. You're taking the points. I'll take okay, the points. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll take, the, I'll take the spread and I'll take the Broncos. How about that? <laughs> All right. I love you. Colsey, who are you going with? The Broncos. Russell Wilson, comeback gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. revenge gang for sure. Uh, all right, Jabba, here we go. Final flip of the coin here. Uh, heads is Denver. Tails is Seattle. This thing is tails again? Hold on. Tails. 
Is there heads on there? Is there heads? Is there heads on there? Some corn. All right, uh, we will figure out the uh, the Gronk bus and what we're going to do with it next week. I'm not even certain we can do anything with it, but we'll figure out uh, if we can. Mojo, on the way out, would you like to promote anything? You want to promote Chris's, anything for Chris, anything for Job, anything for me, yourself, Colsey, K-Funk. Go ahead, just promote. Have fun. You, want me, you want me to start? You remember Ooh. how self-conscious Chris gets when I promote before him? All right, Chris. Well, I just figured we, I figured we're done with Chris promoting anything. So we have we've already moved past that. You should start with the you know, big jugs. What you holding up there, Chris? I'll tee you up on this one and help you out. You got hey, it, man. Chris, you can take no, it over. Chris, by the way, I asked for one like six months ago and still haven't got it. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. They sold out. They sold out and then I forgot. They sold out. <laughs> they sold out. I'm well, just trying to tee him up to dunk it. Let's go. Are we are we really promoting a product that's sold out that the fans can't even obtain? They're back are in they... stock now. <laughs> there you go. They're only sold out if you want it for free. You yeah, want Chris mail it to you. It. <laughs> it was for my son. They sold out for like two months. Right, right. But now they're back. They're back. How big are we they, just got Chris? them back. Oh, they're big. If you like big jugs, we got you covered. But do they stay as cold as the small ones for as long or what? Yeah, these all day, three days straight, 72 hours right here. And you can customize the color and engrave them, Chris? Yeah, we're rocking the Bucks colors right here, the red to black fade. How have you been on Shark Tank and sold millions of these units and you suck this bad at being a salesman? <laughs> I just depend on you to do it. All right, Mojo, you want to promote anything for yourself on the way out? Yeah, I think what I'll what I'll promote today, I've had an entire offseason to think about this one. But today, I want to promote the return of God Bless Football, baby, because the boys are back. This first episode, I couldn't possibly think about promoting a brand when the award-winning show half returned, the dream team has reunited for the first time in almost a year. Boys, we won the best sports podcast ever last year. And Billy won best sports podcast person ever last season. And we had to rally the troops to bring it back for what is going to be the most incredible, outrageous, most hyped season to date if you thought last year was crazy you've seen nothing yet and that being said run over to superjeweler.com where they have (laughs) (laughs) the highest quality but lowest price jeweler you've ever seen in your life use code mojo at checkout all right boys uh good luck colsey welcome to the crew here and uh we look forward to the center joining us next week and then eventually Peyton Manning, okay? Thanks for having me, fellas. Absolutely. All right, man. All right, Coach. God bless football. God bless, God bless football, football, gentlemen. All right, boys. Enjoy your weekend, man. <laughs> All right. You too, guys.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.